Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right. Let's turn our attention to the Nuggets. Let's go. The Nuggets? Who? Here on a Wednesday, what is up, everybody? Welcome into the DMVA show, the DMVR Nuggets podcast. Let's go. Another Let's raise the vibes up here. So. Let's, Let's raise go, it up. dude. Let's, it's, this is a in between day. This is a you know, practice day. Yeah, you, it's an off day. You, you practice the air. You don't use full air horns in a day yeah. like this. What are we, we excited gotta about? Got to conserve our air horn energy <laughs> yes, for the game tomorrow. We got a back to back too, so we really got to conserve. Oh my god, that's another back to back. Of Nugget. course yeah. we do. Why wouldn't we? Sweet. Why wouldn't we have two days off and then a back? Sandwiched by two back to backs. That makes exact sense. We are presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Make sure to use the code DMVR when you sign up and download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. You see it there in the top right corner above me. Um, cutting off Nathan McKinnon. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Um, <laughs> we got a great show today. Vote and I just came from Nuggets practice. We got a lot to discuss. Mike Malone spoke. We also spoke to two members of the Nuggets' current second unit, Vlako Chanchar, Zeke Naji. Those guys had a lot of interesting things to say as well. Uh, so we will get into all those notes in one second. Let me introduce who I'm up here with today. I'm Harrison Wynn hosting. To my right, Eric Weenum. You know him as D-Line. That's right, guys. I have to say, I am a little surprised. I am surrounded by two guys talking about the Nuggets wearing Avalanche. That's gear. right. Maybe. I don't think I've, this has ever happened before. That's I right. know. I don't, I don't know how that happened. We pull up to Nuggets practice. I throw on this shirt. Vote was wearing an abs Old school hoodie. abs hoodie. It's like, what's going on? Here? I got to say, though, I love it. Yeah, Listen, man. we're all about Colorado here, but I, right. I've just never seen this part. Unprecedented. Yeah, that's Brendan Vote in the far right. Good practice today, Eric. I think you'll be thrilled to know. Sometimes these are in between days, but I think we got plenty to talk about. Some hey good vibes, some good insight into them Denver Nuggets. Yeah. Let's start with what happened at Nuggets practice today. Um, so Denver was in Minnesota, of course, the other night. They had an off day yesterday. Today, though, they got back to it. Didn't seem like they did anything heavy or a contact mm-hmm. or anything live at practice today. But um, here's what Michael Malone had to say. I want to start with what he had to say about the Nuggets bench because that's the biggest point of contention, I feel like, with in Nuggets Nation, with us on the show, what is going on with the bench? How can the Nuggets fix their bench? Life is pretty good for Denver right now. I feel like the bench is kind of a first-world problem, but it's one of the things that is going on with this team now that needs to be addressed. And Michael Malone had some interesting thoughts on it today. On the topic of just Jamal Murray with that second unit, Michael Malone said he sat with Jamal on the flight home from Minnesota and said he feels for Jamal right now because how he's playing him with the second unit, his minutes are so jumbled. 
you know, Jamal starts the game, then he comes out, then he comes back in and plays with the second unit. And Malone said he feels for him because he can sense that it's tough for Jamal to get into a rhythm with how jumbled his minutes are. But with that being said, the sense I got is that Jamal Murray is going to continue to play with the bench. Right. <laughs> He's just going to continue to feel for him. <laughs> he is. Maybe there will be some tweaks in terms of some of the rotation aspects of it, but the general sense I got is Jamal Murray will continue to play with the bench. And the biggest reason why is Michael Malone wants either Nikola Jokic or Jamal Murray on the floor at all times. What did you think about that declaration from Michael Malone today? Well, it's a little bit amended, right? The previous version of it was we need to keep one starter on the floor at all times. And I think now it's whittled down, at least seemingly from this quote, today's practice, to Jamal or Jokic. And he did say that he thinks that Jamal Bones' unit, which has definitely struggled, has the makings of something effective because there's a dynamic scorer and pick-and-roll handler, ball handler, you know, playmaker, Two of them on the floor and Bones and Jokic and Bones and Murray, excuse me. Uh, he went on to say that Porter okay? Porter's <laughs> also big words getting thrown around right now. Uh, he also went on to say that Porter's dynamic too, but you know, I think he feels a certain level of confidence with either Jamal or Jokic on the floor. I think that logic is easy to follow. Sure. There's just plenty of data to roll out that says, well, yeah, but the it hasn't actually worked or manifested yet. Yeah. Yeah, that's I mean, I feel like this is like a vestige of pre Fergus era where uh, you wanted to have, like it made sense to have Jamal on the floor all the time or one of Jamal or Jokic, but like right now it's just Jamal is just still, I mean, I don't know if we want to pull up the backometer. I don't, I don't know if he's fully back. Are we ready to <laughs> pull up the backometer? But I mean, truly like I, this was like a winning, it was just, <laughs> well, Wait, I guess he's he back? back. I guess he's back. <laughs> Apparently he's back. Um, <laughs> but the, the, you know, like back, when uh, when Jamal would be on the floor, it was like he was extremely dynamic all the time. This is not proven to be the case for a lot of this year. Sometimes he is, sometimes he isn't. You know, it like leads you into questions like, is he feeling healthy? Is he feel like is his fitness up? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it can pay dividends, and so maybe that's the idea is that you just stick with it because you've seen it work in the past and get it back up to that level. But it is it is a little curious at this moment. I feel. Yeah. It does seem like they're going to stick with it, though. They're going to stick with Jamal Murray and the bench. It doesn't seem like the plan is to play Michael Porter with the bench. We saw that earlier this season. He did say when we could go back to MPJ, but that was after a direct question and some prodding. I'm with you on the ultimate. Yeah, everything is on the table, like always. But it seems like Jamal Murray with the bench is how they're going to continue to go. Aaron Gordon with the second unit. We saw that play really well against the Celtics, I think it's now pretty obvious they only really went to that because they were playing Jason Tatum and maybe because Jamal Murray missed that game. Yeah. Um, But Mike Malone seems committed to the Jamal Murray stagger with the bench, but he did also say he knows it's on him to find ways to get Jamal Murray the ball more when he's playing with Bones Highland because that's the toughest part of it right now. Right, just wasting time. It's been obvious these last couple of games when Jamal has played with that group. Too often, Jamal Murray's just standing in the corner while Bones Highland is going into pick and roll with Zeke Naji. And that's just like not a good usage of Jamal's minutes. We know that. I think Malone has seen that. And today he was like, look, 
I know I got to do a better job getting Jamal the ball when he's out there with Bones. Those, both those guys, they love playing, you know, with the ball in their hands. They love initiating. They're both scorers, but they've got to learn how to share the ball better. I've got to get them to a point where, you know, the ball was more equally distributed there. So I think just him recognizing that was a positive, but I mean, I've been on record. I don't like Jamal with the bench. I think Michael Porter's a, a better guy to have staggered there, but it seems like we're going to continue with Jamal. And also, that version of the lineup makes it pretty hard to play a particular player. We'll get to him. Okay. Oh, I'll, leave, no. I'll just leave that as a segue floating the, in there. The, yeah. Yeah. We're, we're traveling to a town. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think that's the biggest takeaway from, from those comments about Jamal with the bench. They're going to continue to try to play him with Bones Highland. Michael Mullen thinks that can be a, a dynamic pairing, two scores like that, because a big problem has been the bench unit just not being able to score. And in theory, Michael Mullen thinks that Jamal Murray and Bones Highland together can alleviate that issue. I'm all for the idea. I really am all for the idea in, in that, as I've stated, I believe the Nuggets have what they need, and it really is just about getting through this regular season into the playoffs at full strength. So I'm all for the idea of like doing everything we can to get Jamal Murray back to the place mm -hmm. that we need him to be, the, that absolute killer mode, like back on par with the Donovan Mitchells and the Devin Bookers of the league. Where, That'd be nice. That would be nice, wouldn't it? It would be nice if it were like, oh, man, Jamal scored some obnoxious amount of points tonight, um, like his – his uh, contemporaries and like the, the guys that he came into the league with and have really been compared to. And he's just not there right now. So I, I, I like this idea as long as it's not costing games, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but it is irritating at this exact moment in time. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I certainly follow the logic when he lays it out verbally, you know. You just sure. need to see it play out on the court a couple times for me. Jamal Murray with Monte Morris worked great it really it's a did. little different dynamic though when you're going from monte to bones highland i would just say so look i think most of us are on the same page about changing it up but it doesn't seem like he's going to so the next place i would go to it the bottom line is go just to acceptance get bones off the ball a little <laughs> stage bit stage two what, what can you do to and you know murray's usage is actually bizarrely high with that group so it's not just the ball in his hands but take shots find yeah. good shots yeah i mean be shot good ready shots. that's the thing that, that's what i mean like let's like okay all right as yeah Fine, that's what's gonna be like. Yep. So let's be let's like let's make it worthwhile. Let's right. be shot ready. Let's look. Let's dominate. Like like let's you know take the weakness of the bench, which is scoring, and like make it an advantage with Bones and, and Jamal. Let's like yeah. let's get dynamic with this thing. And, and it's not just been the lineup, like you said. A, a weird part about Jamal with the bench is just. He's had a weird vibe to him. Such a weird vibe. These dude. last several games. Bizarre. And especially the other night in Minnesota. Starts the game super, super passive. And then to open the third quarter, it's like, oh, wow, there's Jamal Murray again. Yes. Offensively, defensively, shot making, being aggressive. That start of the third quarter was like as locked in as he's looked all year. But it's just been a weird vibe. Jamal has said... Um, when he's been asked that he doesn't care who he's playing with. My theory I'm projecting here, my theory is he doesn't like playing with the bench. I don't know that to be the case. That's just the vibe I get. That's just the read I get. Not what he says, not what he would tell you. He said he likes playing with everybody. He doesn't care, but that's just my read. I don't think he likes playing with the bench. Um, but I mean, like, imagine if you're like, you can either play with 
Nikola Jokic, or Jeff Green? <laughs> Zeke Naji. Those are your choices. Which do you prefer? Yeah. Um, but um, if his just... If he can just get to the level he was at to begin that third quarter for 48 minutes, that'd do, that'd do a large part in just getting him back to where we think he can be. No right. doubt. Yeah. No doubt. I, I really can't wait to turn the page, just to throw out the bacometer entirely and just be like... That'd be a great day. Should we do a ceremonial oh, burning, dude, burning of the, of the bacometer? bacometer? <laughs> I cannot wait to burn the bacometer. <laughs> Me too. I hope it's I, the only show I'm I can wait for a day <laughs> when we never have to have to interact with the bacometer again. God. It'd be a great day. Going back to Denver stuff. <laughs> Should we get to... Uh, the next portion here. Should we go to Brown Town? Let's go to Brown Town. Oh, Let's... man, dude. We're hitting all the high hills. Should we go to Brown Town? Because um, another note from practice today, Michael Mullen was in a great mood. Great oh. mood. He was in like the best mood I've seen him in all season. Fact. Strong agree. And um, I was going to ask him a question about Christian Brown, but he just brought it up himself. Yeah. <laughs> we just say, he's asking himself the tough questions. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and... Michael Malone's quote on Christian Brown today. Brace yourselves. You're not going to love it. (laughs) (laughs) The context was he was talking about the bench and Jamal and Bones and how to get that group right. And he said his biggest challenge right now, Michael Malone's biggest challenge at this point in the season is finding Christian Brown. (laughs) Where? Where are? Where could they be? It's a boogie gift. <laughs> yeah. Where are they? He's searching far <laughs> and wide. He's going into every crevice. He's turning over Nooks, every stone. Crannies. He's searching and searching and searching, and that's his biggest challenge: is to find Christian Brown minutes. Um, he said, "When we're fully healthy, it's just really hard." And that he actually feels bad because every time Christian Brown gets a chance. He plays really well, and he knows the minutes are so impactful for his development, and also just that he is a really good player. That's yeah. That's, that's another point. But it's just tough. It's just tough to Where find him minutes be? when the Nuggets are fully healthy. It's the biggest challenge that he's facing. What right to now. do? What to do? Yeah. Well, you, has anyone pointed out that they're not fully healthy? Jeff Green. Hasn't played. That's true. Well, that is quite a, some that time. Is valid. I really thought that I agreed with the way Blackburn framed it after that injury, or right before that injury. I think it was after the Memphis game. Brown's probably your nine and a half guy. So if it's a nine man rotation and someone goes down, you find Brown minutes. Of course, in that last game, that is not at all how it worked out. <laughs> oh, man. What Where are, we, are you at with Brown Town? I mean, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Like, I know it's exhausting. It is exhausting. It's, it's like, does it move the needle? Maybe it moves the needle. I, it's it's more just like we have a good play. We have a cool toy. We want to use the. To- we want to play with the toy. Is the, you're wrong. He's not a toy. He's not a cool new flashy well, toy. But he, it's it's we have. That's a, not all he is. It's not all he is. I don't. I don't mean to reduce the sprawling, beautiful metropolis of Browntown down to a, a simple toy, <laughs> but I just mean. We have a player that we'd like to see play because he offers something that oftentimes we are deficient in, which is defense. Yeah. Um, the Nuggets are have been very successful with these very limited Browntown minutes. <laughs> like I, I just I you know like I'd I'd like to see it. I can't get too upset about it until we like really really start to get to a place where we are floundering and we like can't 
we need answers. We need a change. Um, I just, you know, like I like him. I just know this is just this is what it is to be a fan of a team that Michael Malone is in charge of. Like there's a a cool rookie that you want to see play, Michael Porter Jr., Bones Highland. Name your name your rookie, and then we just spend all season being like, why are we getting minutes for this for rookie blank? I think it's a little different than that because the Nuggets defense has been bad for most of this season. It has been bad, but the results have been good. We are, we've been successful because of Nikola Jokic. Absolutely. We could be doing better. We could be, I'm with you. Like, it's just, uh, I I, I would like to see it. I just, I don't know. I'm I'm not as incensed about it as as maybe others, I suppose. The reason I'm incensed about it is because I believe that Christian Brown is the Nuggets' best defender. I just do. You're probably right. At this point in the season, I think he's the best defender. I think he's a better defender than Aaron Gordon, Bruce Brown, KCP, whoever else you want to throw out there. I think Christian Brown is just Nuggets' best defender. And from that standpoint, I think when you have a team that has been as bad defensively as the Nuggets have been all season, you would pencil in that guy for minutes right. every single night, you look really, regardless. The, yeah, you look to fix the thing that's so broken. I right? think maybe part of the problem is the best way to do it is a 10-man rotation, and Malone, this is the year he seems committed to get away from it. But that. why? Why is this the year? Michael Malone's the guy who, throughout his entire Nuggets tenor, has played a 10-man rotation. Why no, is I, this I, the year we're suddenly locked I into a nine-man rotation? Now, I know the talent's there, but like, why this year? Now, at the beginning of the year, the five-man benches were horrendous, but I do think there are some different lineup combinations that have been discovered since. You know, Bones plus four guys who can switch and play hard and play defense might work. Like, remember, it's not really about winning these minutes. It's basically treading water, and I think getting stops you know, playing well in transition and allowing Bones to play in space may allow them to do that. The only thing I would say is if he is committed to staggering, which for a long time many of us wanted here in Denver, it does make this part harder. Yeah, that true. said, the minutes do exist. Like, if he wanted to, they're there for him to manipulate. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it, it's it's that Christian Brown is losing out minutes to Jamal Murray, to Cantavius Caldwell Pope to like yeah. starters that are staying on the floor. Like in years past, we had that like hockey switch where ev- all five guys would go out. There was a defined bench. It was bench time mm-hmm. versus starters time. And this is like, you right. know, we have it, 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 it. The dynamic is or the uh, lineups are a little bit more dynamic. It's and you've got to give Michael Malone credit for mixing and matching more this year. Yes. Yeah, so I feel like that is the reason above all else that we're not seeing him. I just feel like his time is coming, and uh, the Nuggets are not suffering for it. Yeah, at least they're banking wins in the meantime. That's what I mean. They're right. banking wins. How mad can I be? I mean, I, I could probably generate some anger. I I, I store a lot of it inside, uh, but I just I just <laughs> Do don't you? have I don't have a lot of it on the surface. <laughs> Do you store a lot of it inside? That. Yeah, it's, it's deep in there, but once it once it comes yeah. out, <laughs> yeah. I just right? look at the roster and, Thanks, and who they've been playing. And your two guards off the bench right now are Bruce Brown and Bones Highland. Yep. And it just seems so obvious to me that Christian Brown can be your three off the bench if you're staggering Jamal Murray with with the second unit. This is like if I could take it to a football place with the Broncos with uh, Jerry. What's his last name, Kale? What's the new Broncos coach? Ryan Rosberg. Saw in... Our tight end Albert Okwebunam, mm-hmm. uh, 
Nathaniel Hackett didn't see value in playing him, and then immediately Jerry Rosberg comes in, and then Albert O is featured, and he scores touchdowns. He's super dynamic, mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, why weren't we taking advantage of this guy? Michael Malone just doesn't, like, for whatever reason, it's very confusing. Christian Brown, again, seems to be, like, the, the tailor-made, the exact player that Michael Malone would create. I'm sure he sees himself in Christian I'm Brown. I'm sure he sees a little of himself. <laughs> uh, but he just, uh, he's just a vets guy. He's like at the end of the day, he's just a vets guy. He's gonna play his vets. He's all about the locker room. He's all about like uh, the pecking order. He's all about the natural order of things. You got to mm-hmm. earn your place. He's a military guy at heart. Like he can't have the young guy come in and usurp the vet because then it saps the confidence of the vet. This, this is the stuff that Michael Malone does that we. It's hard for us to analyze. It's hard for us to understand because we don't really understand the interpersonal dynamics of the Denver Nuggets. And we just look at yeah, it like that part's from, definitely true, yeah, right? So like, th- there's a lot of this stuff that we, you know, w- we talked about this ad nauseum with Michael Porter Jr. Also, it's like if he takes away from Jamichael Green, which uh, seems insane that you would take Michael. Oh Green my from God, <laughs> not Jamichael Green! <laughs> but it, you know, then you lose Jamichael Green. You lose leadership. Oh, you lose the so, horror. <laughs> the horror. I don't profess to understand like how any of this stuff works because, you know, I mean, like we work at a company and like sometimes people are mad about things and sometimes they're, you know, some, yes. somebody gets upset and then they, they become less effective. And this is something that nobody on the outside can quite factor. I, I just, I, I believe that this is at the heart of why we're not seeing minutes. For I, him. I mean, there's a lot to that, man. There's a lot to that. And it might, the only thing is just there are some teams and some coaches who have found room within their locker room for sure to, and the cachet to just say we're going to play the young guy but I, I think those are all good points too like you for as much as you know the, the credentialed guys get to see guys and gals excuse me oh come on uh, brendan i meant on this show, I meant on this show but I, I know it's the whole beat and there are gals on the beat so guys and gals but there are plenty of doors that we also don't get to go behind so i also i ultimately still agree with wins bottom line me too that he should be playing but i think you're right to bring up you know there are there's things we just don't see and know I'm not even saying like I'm arguing in favor. I right, just think right, that right. I believe that that is the reason. Sure. Well yeah. said. I just think that Michael Malone's been here for eight years. He's coached Mulmurray for a long time. He should be respected enough. He yeah, should have the totally. pull. He should have the authority to be like, and I'm sh- I'm sure he does. But I mean, my big thing right now is like Jamal Murray plays too many minutes. Yeah, you're right. Like d- decrease Jamal Murray's minutes. I think Christian Brown is just a better defender than Bruce Brown. Like, Lower Bruce Brown's minutes slightly, raise Christian Brown's minutes. So I I think they'll get to it eventually, like we've all thought. Um, it's it's just frustrating that we tend to hear just, the same thing over and for over. For sure. I, I feel like there is another there will be another injury coming. I'm sure. In, and we'll get a oh, we'll yeah. get a heavy dose of uh, I'm sure Christian Brown's gonna play tomorrow night. Maybe a consolidation <laughs> probably start. Or that. <laughs> He'll probably be the set sixth or seventh man tomorrow night. Um, who knows? Let's hit a break on the other side. We'll get to some more Notes from Nuggets practice. Vlako Chanchar compared Aaron Gordon to a Nuggets legend. Uh, or a guy I at least consider a Nuggets Dan legend. Dan Issel? That's <laughs> right. His, his jersey is not in the rafters <laughs> oh, okay. yet. By yeah. the way, Dan Issel, the original Denver horseman. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's kind of a fun angle that doesn't get pulled on a lot. It never does. Never does. <laughs> you just pretend Jokic is literally the first person to ever. <laughs> Listen, it's this time of year. What time is it? It's January 4th. What does that mean? Basketball season, winter, both apply. And the holidays. Let's go, cold. dude. When I throw down on NBA action, it's got to be the DraftKings Sportsbook. You 
love you love you love it, dude. <laughs> and I love to do it with DraftKings because DraftKings is an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just five dollars pregame money line on any NBA team to win their game. Get $150 in free bets. What? Win get that uh get our pick of the week ready as oh, well. Oh I've got it. Oh my man's that. ready. Uh but audience listen to these key details before we get there because everyone could combine multiple bets for bigger payouts with DraftKings same game parlays including you folks in Maryland because DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state the only state that likes to proudly display their flag as much as Colorado Maryland get in on DraftKings Sportsbook use promo code DNVR when you sign up get $150 in free bets uh, if your team wins when you place a $5 pregame money line bet only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code DNVR minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply see those show notes for the details. Let's go. Let's also talk about pins and aces, fellas. Let's. Listen, when you golf, it's it's important to hit the ball well. It's sure. more important to look good. You know oh, what I mean? Like, it, that's my... Couldn't agree more. It's a fit, it's a fit off. It's not, oh, dude, is. it's not 1A, 1B. It's 1, and then the, about the fifth most important thing is hitting the ball well. Yeah, that's right. And then the the... More important than that is making sure you have seven beers on you. Oh, on that the means golf course. Yeah, that means the eighth most important thing is hitting the ball. That's right. Uh, not six. It's six and one basketball fans because the innovative beer sleeve allows you to fit seven beers in your bag. And they've got a lot of sweet hats, golf bags, polos, lots of cool things you can try, wear, use. Look fly on the course with pinsandaces.com. Use code DNVR to receive 15% off your first order and get free shipping. That's pinsandaces.com. Wind, it's your turn. Hit us with a pick of the week. Let's. What do we got? DraftKings pick of the week. Nuggets are six and a half point favorites over the Clippers. Oh, interesting. So Jokic threes is the pick of the week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to take the Nuggets minus six and a half. I think they beat the Clippers pretty easily tomorrow, yeah. Yeah, actually. Yeah. Uh, Kawhi, PG, like those guys' statuses, I don't know. But I just, I think the Nuggets are going to beat the Clippers pretty easily tomorrow night. Let's go. Minus six and a half. DraftKings sportsbook pick of the week. All right, we are back here on the DMVR Nuggets podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use the code DMVR when you sign up and download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Here's my last note on what Michael Malone said, and then we'll get to Vlaco Chanchar. Aaron Gordon's shoulder. It seemed like he tweaked it, aggravated it in that game against Minnesota uh, late. He kind of like went up for a rebound, grabbed it, looked like it bothered him, then went to the free throw line. Um, almost airballed the first three throw, yep. then missed the second. Mike Malone was asked about it today. Um, he said his shoulder is okay. Not good, not bad, okay. But that it seems like he's going to try to play through it. So, what so is just that? an update there. Discomfort, pain, but no, no injury that's preventing it. I mean, he's cleared to play. He's going to play. It seems like he's just going to play through whatever discomfort he's he's feeling there. Um, Aaron Gordon, man, shouts to Aaron Gordon for this season. He brings it every single night. He plays his ass off every game, and he's just like gonna battle through anything. It feels like like that. That dude is a warrior. He's played as hard as any Nugget all year, yeah. start to finish. Yeah. I think he brings it every night, like more so than any other regular player. I agree. I know we should start calling him Iron Gordon. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I like it. Uh, we also spoke to Vlatko Chanchar, Zeke Naji. Vote, do you want to take us through uh, what, what Vlatko had to say at practice? Today? Yes, I do. Um, I do. Interesting stuff from Vlatko because I can't find my quotes. There we go. Oh, that's interesting. 
Were you focusing too much on the last game? He said, no, not that much, because we know we've got to play the Clippers and not Minnesota. In these early questions that were about today's practice, their upcoming opponent, the last game, Lacko is a little short, very matter of the, very matter of fact. Oh, he's all about business. And Malone was too, to be honest. I don't think they're gonna linger too much on that loss. Linger. They are ready to turn the page. Linger. <laughs> Want to look at some stuff on the internet together? Um, <laughs> yeah. So they're they they know it's about turning the page and and really focusing on themselves. That was emphasized again when asked for the points of emphasis against the Los Angeles Clippers. Blacko said, focus on ourselves and win the game. Simple. And I kind of do think the Nuggets are in that phase right now, particularly at home, where if it's, yeah, like, let's worry about our turnovers, our transition defense, playing the right way, we're probably going to win. And I agree. Um, is it tough game planning for teams like the Clippers? Because you never know when the Stars are going to play. And obviously, that's where you start that game plan. And he said, yeah. God, can you imagine being a fan of the I know. Los I was going to say, if... We think we're annoyed by like the Nuggets bench and uh, the second unit and the defense. Just imagine your best players just never playing. Just never. How playing. annoying that would be. But like, to is Jokic playing about. tonight? You're like, ah, maybe. But if Let's you're the Clippers, out. I feel like you just have no idea who your team is. No. What, what your team looks like when it's healthy. Like how good you can. Seriously, be. like they have they have they put on the floor. A full squad even once this season? I think maybe, but it's been like very few games, very few minutes. Yeah, I I can't. I mean, that is a te- that was like a, the sexy pick coming into the season. Like, I think was, it's still kind of because yeah, you look at pick. you look at the yeah you look at the lineup. You're like, man, they're pretty stacked, but they're yeah. it turns out they're stacked with uh, broken glass. Man, nobody can stay on the floor. Ever. I know it would just be so frustrating because I feel like after every game, win or loss. Your narrative is, well, Clippers played well tonight, or they played poorly, but we don't still don't really know who this I know, team I is. I feel like that would be yeah every game. Every game like, would just be hey, the they same lost thing. It, but hey, listen, Kawhi wasn't out there. Paul George wasn't out there. Yeah, how you can excuse can we be? every <laughs> loss, but also just like pump up every win. <laughs> it, would, it would be a mess. It, man. And I know in the Clippers, it's like, and they've still found ways to win games. But we have Ty Lue. And their guys are missing. <laughs> we uh, have Ty Lue. I think the Clippers actually. <laughs> Brandon, I think the Clippers actually also are struggling with teams above 500 this year. But it's weird, man. It's everyone goes like it's a hard team to figure out. And I think some people give them the benefit of the doubt because of that mystery, which I always find strange. Alas, Vlaco agreed. It is hard to game plan because the whole scheme of offense changes. But like he said, it's about their foundation building on that, focusing on that. Exactly. They handle that. They are just fine. Mm-hmm. The question, uh, look, I think enough players have kind of co-signed this, what I'm about to get to in more than one way. Do you guys relax when stars are missing? And we've asked, you know, like... I relax. When you're playing Phoenix <laughs> and Devin Booker's out of the game, when you play the Lakers and Anthony Davis yeah. is out of the game. I relaxed pretty hard when Devin Booker was out of the lineup. Yeah, and, and Vlaco said, yeah. And I think, but like, in, in a lot of different ways, the players have admitted to the various ways in which this team does take its feet off the gas sometimes. Um, and he said, yeah, obviously. You're checking, and you see a player averages 30 points... So when he's out, you think all of a sudden that that's going to come down, that mm-hmm. scoring. But this is the NBA. <laughs> Everyone can play basketball. And we've paid the price for that mentality a couple of times now. Uh, definitely we need to work on that. You shouldn't allow the easy losses. So that was interesting to hear him kind of admit it. It's not surprising. I think there are human nature elements to this that we've seen creep into a lot of good team seasons. But it's always interesting to hear a player 
kind of confirm that. Vlatko's not afraid to say the quiet part out loud. No, he's not. I know. He's such a good quote. Dude, man. I love... Dude, Vlatko's he's all such about a good it this quote. year. Yeah. To saying people are talking shit about the bench. I know. That was great. Man. That's one of my favorite quotes of the year so far. <laughs> I, I know he's got, a, in theory, a long career as a pro here or overseas or, or hopefully here. Probably here. Probably He's going to be the Nick Collison of the Nuggets. He's, no like, he's earned... I think he's earned... Like, he's an NBA player. But I only went on, say all this to say, I think Vlatko might make a good coach one day when it's all said uh, and done. But I hope to yeah. see him... I don't know if he's mean enough though that's a good point that's he, could, good he point. could be our uh new trainer though yeah Just get everybody go. in the <laughs> yeah take felipe's job he told wind <laughs> recently that you know he knows everyone talks shit about the bench and he's trying to change that narrative i everyone. said do your teammates share that awareness of the criticism and the desire to change it and he said obviously it's not nice when people talk bad about you sorry i agree sorry um, about that flacco that's on us i hope you didn't catch segment one that's i was on hoping us. he would just name us by name. Yeah. I was just hoping he would He's just like, call some, us out by name. There's some journalists in Denver. Yeah. Some, they have this sh- stupid post-game show. <laughs> they sit on this set. The short I honestly, one thinks he's funny. I would love that if just one time if they, we would be acknowledged, even if it was just to say we sucked. Yeah, no, oh, I would did. take that in a heartbeat. Bruce yeah. did? Bruce did. Earlier this year, we Bruce were asking Bruce said we sucked? Someone asked, no, 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 no. He acknowledged us. Someone asked him about <laughs> nicknames. He goes, I saw you guys were. Um, but that's it. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. I can't yeah. believe that's what we got acknowledged for. For a nickname? Saying that Bruce Brown does not have a nickname. That's our that's that's our, our claim to fame amongst the Nuggets that's our players right on now. The actual Nuggets. Yeah, that's what they know of us. We're the show that said Bruce Brown does not have a nickname. I mean, to be fair, that's about what we are. But still, <laughs> just call us out by name, please. Tell us we suck. Um, we're not as good as the starters, obviously. Flacco continued about the bench, but I I wouldn't be surprised if our bench could maybe start for other teams. Um, so I gotta call bullshit on that. Yeah, that, that's just one of those quotes. <laughs> yeah, you, like a you, team that was trying to get in the Wimbiana sweepstakes. Yeah, Who's the on. who has the worst starting five in the NBA? Do we think uh, uh, the Houston? Rockets. Houston? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, it actually might be. No, it isn't. It's not Houston. I just hate Jalen Green so much. Uh, While we no, looked that up, I'll continue with Flacco. <laughs> I asked him, "Are you getting closer to discovering what works for you and sustaining that?" And he said, "At the start of the year, the rotations were crazy." But I feel Agreed. like with the second unit, we started to understand our roles. We understand who is the main guy in the second unit and just help him. Now, in answers that he later gave, it became clear to me, I think he means the starter that's staggering when he says that main guy. Yeah. Um, possibly Bones as well. I did not follow up. DeAndre Jordan creeped up behind him. We asked him about DeAndre Jordan. Vlaco said he's still a big, clumsy ass. <laughs> I will say this really about him. Um, yeah. yeah. God damn it, I love Vlatko. He has it's said that Vlatko twice Mr. about Nugget. DeAndre Jordan now. Um, but the thing that the bench, I guess, does have going for it is there's at least been some continuity as of late yes. in terms of who they've been playing. And don't you think that's helped? Maybe. And th- I always thought it would help, and I think Michael Malone thinks it will help. But... um. Like, in the end, if the combinations just don't work, they don't work. Yeah. But at least Vlatko's been in the rotation every game. Zeke has gotten consistent playing time. I think we have a better understanding of Zeke now than we did a few weeks ago. Yep. Bones has gotten consistent playing time. Jamal's been with that group. So even for as poor as they've played at times, they've at least gotten the continuity that they would need to move in the right direction if I, they're going to move in the right direction. I think what Vlaco said there was kind of revealing to me, like, okay, there's something to build on here from lately. Yeah, We know who we're playing with, who each other is, and yeah, what our roles are. What our roles are. 
Also, does it change depending on who staggers? Because we've seen that change plenty. So it doesn't really change for the role players. We know our place at this point. It's just about helping the starters and the main guys succeed. Here's the big one. Wind asked uh, Vlako about Aaron Gordon's chemistry with Jokic. Vlako paused before saying, honestly, it's been fantastic. Ooh. The last guy I saw this close, and he means on-court chemistry, this close with Joker was Gary Harris. Oh, Mr. Harris. Mr. Harris? <laughs> Aaron understands. Is uh, Gary Harris in Mr. Nugget? Great, great quote here oh, yes, that I yes. think it w well encapsulates what's going well for AG this season. Aaron understands how he gets himself into the game without dribbling, wasting too much energy. If he gets a couple of easy baskets, then the pull-up threes are going to come, the transition threes, the post-ups, the stuff like that. But it's hard for a basketball player to just wait for the ball to shoot. He's figuring it out. This is like his best season, especially because he's on a winning team. Win followed up. What does Gary have that AG does? And and Vlaco said, I think it's just the feel. Obviously, I notice he watches a lot of film, and then he just reads the game really well. That's a big time endorsement. That is a big time. I liked how you were saying things that Wind said, and Wind is right there, <laughs> and he could have said it, but you said it about what Wind was saying. <laughs> it's, it's a it's a big time quote from Vlatko, who obviously <laughs> when you put it like that, maybe we could have had an injury. You could have said, "I, I no, I was to. there too, Eric." <laughs> Go ahead, Harrison. Uh, no, I, I think it's a valid point. I think it's valid. Valid question. No, that I, it's dude. That's awesome. It's a big I'm, time quote. That's huge, and I think it's obvious. I mean, I I don't know that I. To me, the more surprising part is that. He didn't. He hasn't seen it with anybody since Gary Harris. I mean, yeah, this, I yeah. get. But Gary was at such a high level. But like, the crazy thing is that yeah. he didn't say Jamal Murray. Mm. Jamal Murray, Nikola Jokic, the most deadly two-man game in the league. The yeah. two guys that we look to that have their peanut butter and jelly. And he's saying that the the guys that have the best chemistry are Gary Harris and Aaron Gordon. That is interesting to me. I wonder if what that he means too is you know Jamal is at his best, a more dynamic player and can kind of be himself and exist outside of the Jokic gravity universe. Yeah. Whereas like AG and peak Gary, that was at 2017, 2018. I can't quite remember. Whichever year he was the best. 2016, I, 17, 2017, 18. There you go. Yeah. The, that, that, two years. that version of Gary and this version of AG like may have figured out as well as anyone <laughs> how to maximize themselves through Jokic's presence. I Did think you, that's it. Okay, you got to bring that comment up. Now Murray is peanut butter and jealous. Um, <laughs> so I think that's what he means. And that that's Gary a was a guy, comment. Gary was a guy who had to figure out, yeah, he got on ball eventually. We saw the, the pocket passes flashing, but for a lot of it, it was, can you be open the corners? Are there timely backdoor cuts? Are you ready for the DHOs when he looks at you? But there will be some sitting and waiting. Yeah. And AGs had to be that as well. So there are a lot of Gary similarities there. Yeah, I think it's I think it's that because like Gary became a great player because he understood yes how to play off of Nikola Jokic. Yes. Gary Harris was the first Nuggets player who really understood that hey man, if I run a DHO with this guy, yep. we can get anything we want. I can just cut to the rim. I can get a layup. We'll get an open basket probably somehow off of it. And Aaron has realized that like I can get so many easy buckets, and we as a team can get so many easy buckets when I'm playing the right way off Nikola Jokic. 
I just think it's clicked for Aaron in the same way it clicked for Gary. Totally. And I got to think that's what Vlaco's getting. I know. Right we there. need to have a gra- one of the, like, the shaking hand graphic. Yeah. Gary Harris, Aaron Gordon, Mr. Beco- Nugget. Becoming amazing <laughs> with Jokic and disappearing in Orlando. <laughs> wow that was um, great that is, there's so much similarity there <laughs> maybe that's what he means dude i saw you know gary doesn't get to play a ton but he's makes a good amount of money and he's like always seems to have a smile on his face I one, feel one like of my favorite tweets yeah. ever someone tweeted their instagram dms with gary and it just said uh uh like why are you always smiling my guy and gary just wrote life's good my g and i feel like gary is a Life is good, and Gary seems to get that. <laughs> He's a happy guy. It's 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 almost as if there's a whole other layer outside of the NBA. That, yeah. uh, but to be to be frank, I don't care. I only care about what's happening in the NBA. Yeah. And if uh, his life is good, but he's not playing well, then I would rather he frown. I think it's more fun, though, <laughs> to be playing well on a winning team, as we can tell via AG's smile since he's right. been. If you're in the NBA, your life is already elevated to a certain point. Oh, in that the, everyone on Earth is like looking to lay down flowers yes. at your feet and yes. you have to walk on eggshells yes. and if you look at them in the eye you get to, you know taken into the back room yeah. and beaten uh yeah that's like <laughs> a whole different thing um and usually you can't go below that difference. certain <laughs> threshold right but you can go way above it oh yes and aaron gordon right now is just way above it oh he's way above yeah he's like all i'm rich i guess i'm gonna buy a toy fun factory to live in and uh, I'm going to play off of Nikola Jokic and I'm going to become an all-star. Yeah. And oh, I'm just gonna get Jokic and Serbia face. are playing in uh, in Europe? Yeah. In Prague? Yeah. You know what that is? I'll stop in. Pop in. You know what that yeah, is? Yeah, little, little, just a little popping. <laughs> That's a fellow who knows a little more about the Mr. Nugget competition than he lets on. Oh. That's my thing. You think? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think there's any way Aaron Gordon knows about there's Mr. Nugget. zero percent. He actually <laughs> doesn't know about that at all, but I do think he was picking up on, man, these fans love me. I'm going to Serbia. Uh, I think he just went for the love of the game. I think he was just visiting somebody and it happened to be where he was. <laughs> Actually, that's the reason. Otherwise, he would have gone to <laughs> other games, but he didn't. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Fine, Eric. Should we do an ad read since this isn't fun anymore? <laughs> you got anything else from Vlatko? No, that's it. That's it. Okay. But I thought good stuff from Vlatko. Um, plenty to talk about today. Plenty to think about. Vlatko, I would just say that over the years, you know, there was a time where you, well, it's still going. One of the last people you can talk to about Yoke is Yoke. It can be kind of hard. Yeah, one of the best people you can talk to is Vlaco, and I've learned that that extends beyond just Jokic. He's really a guy with a good perspective on the team, his teammates in general. One site that we're friends with, partners with, has a great perspective on how to get your butts in your favorite seats in your favorite arenas, and that's Game Time, the what? hottest new ticketing app. Game Time knows that there are two parties of people in this world. There are people who have decided not to go to the game at the last second, right. and there are people that have decided they would very much like to go to the game okay. at the last second. Man. That second group should get in touch with the first group How would via they do Game Time. Ah. It's the Game Time app. These the first group's posting. Hey man, I'm not gonna make it. Look at these seats. Look at this price. It's ridiculous. Wouldn't you it be awesome if it? every Game Time ticket came with like an explanation of why they weren't going? Like, oh, uh, <laughs> it's a birthday party. My wife and I are fighting. <laughs> I forgot there was a game night. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> you can get yourself in great seats. 
for Nuggets games, for concerts, for a lot of stuff in Denver via Game Time. So join over the 15 million, 15 million people that have joined Game Time by buying your tickets through the link in the show description. Kale is highlighting it for you there. It's on YouTube. It's also on the podcast. So you see your podcast notification come through, pull it down, find the description. We put a lot of fun stuff in there for you. Uh, what's more fun than seeing the Denver Nuggies via Game Time? While we're on the topic of <clears throat> Nuggets-related things. Sure. That's, just That's what we do on this show. That everything is that. Yeah. While we're talking about things that may or may not be about the Nuggets. Okay, yep. I also just happen to want to point out there's something cool coming from Breckenridge Brewery. Ooh. It's very cool. It's, it's a little bit something you've seen before. And then something new as well. Yeah, like a wedding. Something old, something new. Yeah. Something uh, borrowed, something new. Here's what I would suggest. I hope nothing's borrowed. In the meantime, in the meantime, just use the Breckenridge Brewery Beer Locator. For the beers you already know about and want to try, punch them in. It'll tell you where to go. But keep your eyes glued to Breck Brew Socials, to our socials, because the announcement is coming soon regarding... The delicious, delicious beer. The official beer. The official brewery. DNVR. I'm going for like seven or eight brewers right now. Right now. There's four right here. On the right, table. You guys talk. I'm going to drink these four. Have you ever had these whiskey-aged stouts when they're like room temp? Oh, it's tough. dude. It, I it's can't tough. drink those whiskey-aged <laughs> ones. Not I might my, do it right now, though. Not my cup of tea. <laughs> All right. We're back here on the DNVR Nuggets podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. We Use back. the code DNVR when you sign up and download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. The only other thing I've got from practice is Zeke Naji was wearing Nikola Jokic's shoes. Yeah. Like, not not his actual his shoes. Oh, no, okay. he did not steal them, but <laughs> just Good the Joker though. shoe, like with the Joker logo on it. Is that available for purchase? No, it's not. Okay. It's not. It's not available to the public, but it turns out. That's such a flex. Here's a little wind chime. Zeke Naji is the only player on the Nuggets who has and wears Nikola Jokic's Joker shoes. Interesting. He's the only guy that reps the back-to-back MVP shoes. Is Okay, a uh, couple questions. How readily available are these to those who seek? In the NBA, the other players I on the I think, from what I've gathered, if a player on the Nuggets wanted to wear those shoes, he could get them and wear them himself. Okay, so how many other players have shoe deals in place, if not their own, that they require? So Jamal Murray is with New, New Balance. Balance. Every player on the Nuggets, I think, and I'd say like pretty much every player in the NBA has some sort of shoe deal where they're with a Nike, an Adidas, a New Balance. So are, so they have to wear that brand. Are we to assume that Zeke Naji is with Nike? Yes. Okay. I would assume that. How yes. many people are with Nike on there? I just want to know Most who, people. I want to know who to be mad at. Which players on the Nuggets I need to be mad at for n- refusing Probably to rep the MVP? Probably another big man. Oh, my gosh. DeAndre Jordan. By the way, I think I've seen um, Michael Porter Jr. wearing non-Pumas lately. I've seen him wearing Nikes too. Yeah, really? He's not with Puma anymore. Yeah, I don't know. I'll have to ask. I'm not sure because I know the chat's just dying to know. I'm not sure. (laughs) But yeah, I think Zeke is the only guy who wears the Joker. Interesting. Very. Any other questions you have about that? Uh, (laughs) Let's see. Who didn't? um, How does one? How can I get a pair? I don't think you'll be able to. Okay. 
Okay. You're going to have to back well, that wraps That wraps up all of my questions. <laughs> You're going to need your Serbian girlfriend to know someone. Christina's in the chat, please. Christina. <laughs> she I'm probably a has a better 10. chance at getting them than you or I. <laughs> no question there. Absolutely oh, for no question sure. There. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, I want to move on and bounce around the league a little bit because, uh, guys, ATA? there's some drama in Minnesota. <laughs> uh, the Timberwolves are flying high. They just beat the Nuggets. Uh, the vibes are better there now than they've been for most of the season. But there is some drama, Kale, if you want to get to that tweet I sent you. It appears that D'Angelo Russell, uh, he retweeted a cryptic Uh-oh. Fred Van Vliet quote. That said, bet on yourself from 2016. That's when this tweet from Fred Van Vliet Wait, went out. D'Angelo uh, Russell was it that deep into Fred Van, Fred Van Vliet's tweets? 2016? <laughs> <Listen>. And then <laughs> D'Angelo Russell unfollowed the Timberwolves on Instagram. Whoa. This is the best news Wolves fans have woken up to in a long time. <coughs> In a long time. Unfo- Dude, I love this portion of the NBA history with everything could be, we can draw wild conclusions. We yeah. can speculate recklessly. And it always heats up as we're heading towards the trade deadline. It and, seems like more and more players uh, show their hand on social media as we get closer to the But you never know deadline. if it's just simply a bargaining tactic. You never know. Or if they're what actually... Does it go- mean? What is going on What is going on on Twitter? You know what's crazy? <laughs> I was thinking about this, and we have talked about this over the years, but how little of this we've seen in Denver in the last five, six years. A good, big portion of that is that most of the Nuggets don't use social media. Including <laughs> their best player. No, but I'm saying... Especially, like, especially no, there's the no doubt, player. but I'm saying... You know, that can be a double-edged sword. We all want to yeah. know these guys more, more access, et cetera, et cetera. But there's... There can be a benefit to the way that Denver just is never talked about because the Nuggets don't leak a lot of stuff. No, they don't let a lot of stuff get out. But also drama doesn't seem to percolate in any sort of public way. No. And so even if stuff happens, it happens internally. And then like dudes like us don't get to really giggle about it. So much. <laughs> right. Dude, the, yeah. The only time Jokic has been involved in anything social media wise is when he, when his brothers created an account just to threaten Marcus Morris. <laughs> That That's right. is a fact. <laughs> they did do that. And that was one of the greatest times I've ever had on no social doubt. media. They, no doubt. I think they did a total of three tweets and then deactivated their account. Legendary. Stuff. It was a great move. And it I love that they had perfectly one, executed. I love that they had one account in the same way your parents would have one email address <laughs> between them. I know. <laughs> I know. It was great. It was great. Yeah. No, I mean, you're right, Vote. There's not a lot of th- that type of drama with the Nuggets. And when there is it's quelled and it doesn't get out like look uh, there are guys on the nuggets of past teams who have demanded trade requests that you just don't hear about publicly because the nuggets just don't let that stuff get out that's right um that happens with every team like a lot more guys demand trades than you would think a lot of guys lower down on the roster demand trades than you would think and like also we use the word demand trade and i think there's probably a lot of middle ground in terms of conversation yeah, or just like ask to be traded Dude, yeah. that's yeah. probably this a better way to put it there are days i wake yeah. up i'm like i gotta i gotta be traded for, <laughs> i can't i can't do this today but then nobody listens and then i just keep doing my job yeah. i think that probably happens a lot where you wake up you're like man i gotta talk to i gotta talk to mike on the plane i gotta let him know i need more minutes you gotta trade me and he's like no doubt no to both 
You're like, all right, well, all I'm right, going to, I'm I'll, mess, I'll, I'll F off. Okay. Yep. I'm yeah. not Anthony Davis, so I heard what you said to me. Going back to uh, back near the bathroom. What was my row? Was it 17? <laughs> yeah. But um, tying this back to Minnesota and D'Angelo Russell unfollowing his team on Instagram, which is probably nothing, but might be something. Is it Dude, something? I, that is a full bargaining tactic. We've seen this. We saw. Uh, uh, the quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray pulled this move. He unfollowed the Cardinals. Everyone was like, "Oh, oh!" And then <laughs> he just signed a big contract. So I should unfollow DMVR Nuggets. Yes. Oh, next. and then we could have a whole show. And about we're like, it. "Oh, is that can vote. be our uh, Saturday?" Or he cleared his Monday bio. show. Yeah. And we're like, too. "Oh, is vote demanding a trade?" But the subject would just be like. Who are we replacing him with? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think Tim Connolly, uh. he made a really bad trade for Rudy Gobert. The worst. But a worse decision might have been thinking that you can advance deep in the playoffs I, with D'Angelo Russell. I would, I would push back by saying I would I don't know if it's fair to call that a decision. Yeah, this is dude, like I would on. I would say maybe possibly, just wondering out loud, given the way his season's gone. Is there maybe just no market for D'Lo? Well, I'm sure there's not a great market. I would say that's probably <laughs> the hang. My, my favorite part about everything that we do. Everybody's just, tradable, though. But my favorite part about all this that we do is that, like, after a three day, three day period of something going good or bad, we just make declarations. We're like, "Well, he's bad now. It's over." Like Tim Connolly, for example. This is his. First, he had one off season where he showed up. Not even didn't even have the full off season, if I believe. Yeah. If I remember correctly, and then made a trade that clearly was not all his decision. But now it's like, "Well, it's yeah, over. I mean, it's over for Tim." And it's that's, like, that's the the name like, of the job. You get be, attached to that. It'd be like yeah, but, but it'd be like it'd be like judging Tim Connolly based off of. Uh, that first season where he got that scathing article written about him that he didn't understand how to be That's a right. GM. Yeah. Or after the Tyler Lydon season, we're like, man, this guy does not know what he's doing. And it turns out he's probably the best GM ever for the Denver Nuggets. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I thought to wrap up here, we could actually go down the list of teams, just gaze over the standings, and we can decide who actually feels good about themselves at this point in the season because Michael Malone even talked about this a little at practice today. The league is so insane right now. There's so much mediocrity. I don't know how many teams vibes are actually like good yep. right now. Totally. The Boston Celtics are at the top of the what? Top of I the East. It. I love They this. lost by 30 something points to the Thunder last night. But the, their vibes well, are not good. Shea Gilgis Alexander killed it, right? He, oh, didn't he didn't play, play last night. Oh, that he didn't even play. Wow. He didn't even play. They got killed by Josh Giddy. Did, did you see why they lost, though, according to Jalen Brown? It's actually because they're so good. Yeah, they're so good that everyone plays. Oh, really I thought it was them. because the rims were tilted. No, well, no. <laughs> no, this time it's everyone's giving them their best shot now. Yeah. So that's why they're losing. Because they're so much better than other teams. So that's why they're losing to other teams. Who in the West right now do you think has good vibes? New Orleans. I agree. Uh, New Orleans. New Orleans. Uh, Memphis does. Just I agree. They, Memphis. They, they, Memphis has artificially inflated vibes because I, they they do they do their dance every time they come out. I think Denver too. <laughs> like if that last Minnesota loss isn't the freshest thing taste in our mouths, like if we're coming off that Boston win, you would definitely throw Denver in that group. I think the Nuggets have good vibes right now. I would absolutely. I think the vibes are up in Denver. Yes, Dallas vibes are good. 
They were bad. They're good now, though, I think. Dude, it takes one week. They're on a seven-game winning streak. It takes one week to completely reverse the vibes of any team. Absolutely. You just need a good week of, like, solid wins and, you know, complimentary play, things going the right way, and it's always... I mean, like, our vibes got... The, everybody went into the, the toilet just losing to Minnesota on a back-to-back in a, in a game that no team would win in right. the NBA. It just, it, this is what it is. But I would say overall the Nuggets have great vibes. Yeah. Another team I think has great vibes in the West, the Sacramento Kings. Fifth seed, they're lighting the beam still, 6-4 and four in their last 10. And the only other team that I think has somewhat decent vibes that's like in playoff position is the Trailblazers simply because they just got Gary Payton the second back and now can tell themselves that we have another level to go to because we got him back. I will never be able to. I can never get over him being referred to as Gary Payton the second and not Gary Payton Jr. It throws me off big time. <laughs> I've never heard of the second. I like saying GP2 though. GP2? GP2. Not GPJ? <laughs> what are we going to call it? Michael Porter the second? That would suck. <laughs> but That'd I think that's cool. just that that's just a little taste of the, the mediocrity out there right now. Even like, you know, there just not everybody in playoffs has good vibes right now. No, it's, no. It's tough out there. It's it's a long There's season, a lot man. of just bleh out there. Oh Brooklyn Brooklyn probably has the best vibes in the league right now. They do. But isn't 12 that, game winning streak? Um they just always have to think about what's coming around the corner. Yep. Yep. So I think what will Kyrie Irving watch on YouTube tonight? I don't uh, know. Yeah, I, exactly. That's it. So Brooklyn, Boston's trending down, but they're still like they gave themselves such headroom. Like they're also probably going to get through whatever this phase is. So I think they're right up there. Milwaukee's, I think, a big question mark this year. Um, I mean, they're obviously very good. The question is how very good are they compared to how good they've been in the past? So yeah, the West to me though, man, I don't. Though I think we we expected the Clippers and the Warriors to have a bigger say in things so far. And the Clippers are this weird kind of non-team. And the Warriors, even if you fear them, you know, they're just not. They're not in the thick of the conversation. So it's been a... It's just... The West just feels so wide open because of that. And uh, that's a treat for Denver, for New Orleans, and Memphis, who I think every, every member of that fan base should feel like it's wide open. Absolutely. Absolutely. Fun show today. Thanks for tuning in, guys. The Nuggets have the Los Angeles Clippers here Thursday. That's on TNT. Then they've got a back-to-back. The Cavs also come to town. That's Friday. So it should be a pretty fun couple games. Should tell us a lot about this team. Um, Can't wait. Can't wait for these next two games. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow. Nuggets host the Clippers pregame show. Postgame Lounge will be here for all of it. Talk to you guys then. Let's go.